Welcome to this week's episode of the PTA, Page Turners Anonymous, which is in session with Dee Lilac. Tune in to hear all about her debut book, The Perfect Bit, which is now live, as well as her upcoming series, The Gemstone Sisters, and all that she has got planned. I hope you enjoy, and as usual, please rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome to the PTAD. Um, do you want to introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about you and your, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm Dee Lilac, and so I'm from Texas. Um, I just published my first book this week. No, I think it's hugely exciting. Um, how are you feeling about a perfect fit being in the world and... Um, it's, uh, it's scary, like, you know, to put your book baby out there. Yeah. Um, but so far reviews are good. So I think, um, it's been well received. So I'm excited about that. Well, I mean, it's a fab book. I absolutely loved it. And oh, thank I you. Feel, what five things would you bring to a desert island? Okay. So since I listened to your podcast, <laughs> I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> I'm so, so glad. We've got a radio show in the UK called Desert Island Discs, so I took it from that idea. I was like... (laughs) That's a good idea. Okay, so my five things I would take, one has to be a book, right? So I would take... And it comes... (laughs) Okay. So for me, I'm kind of um, a little bit of an outdoorsy girl, so I have a little bit of knowledge. So I would take definitely some type of machete, some type of knife, because you would need protection and you would need to cut things down. Um, some kind of shelter of some nature, tent or something of that nature. Yeah. Um, with everything in it. <laughs> yes, that would be perfect. But there would be no electricity. So basically all you'd have is a bed. <laughs> but that would be good. Because if it rained, you could go inside and read. You could do whatever. So that would work. I mean, you um, could bring it. You just can't bring the whole Starbucks with you. Like, I think Sam yeah. brought with her last week. <laughs> I would take a lifetime supply of bug spray. I mean, let's be serious. If you're on a desert island, you're going to need it. Like, my my skin could get used to the sun, but bugs are completely attracted to me. I grew up in Texas. I know, like mosquitoes. Um, no, I'm not. I'm, I can't do that. we don't have in London. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, is that four? Well, no, I get one more thing. Hmm. Probably a lifetime supply of beans because I don't eat seafood. So I could live on beans for my entire life. I can make refried beans. I can do black, like, you know, bean soup. I can do a lot of stuff with beans. So I could definitely do beans. And then I wouldn't go hungry. And then um, my I book. I mean, you definitely wouldn't because, I mean, I've been no. reading a recipe for romance and I've been loving the recipe. So yeah, everything would be, yeah. <laughs> I would definitely be able to fix some things with beans, but I won't eat like fish or anything like that. Um, Why? Don't okay, you eat so fish? Just I I just that. don't like it. <laughs> Fair enough. And you have to think like I came from Texas or I live in Texas, so I grew up with people catching catfish and they would like take it and cook it, and so it has bones in it. And I'm like, uh, uh-uh, I'm not eating that. Oh. Nope. You want to just, I mean, if anyone hasn't read Perfect Fit, do you just want to summarize so, what's it about? So the book is about a single mom, and um, she meets this younger guy who mm-hmm. kind of falls for her pretty quickly, um, and he kind of I goes through... the insta-love aspect yeah. of it. I was like, yes. <laughs> so a lot of my books are insta-love, and people don't necessarily like that, but... Um, I had insta love in real life. So I think it, yeah. it, it exists like it's real. So, I mean, I don't think it's like necessarily love at first. It's probably a little more lust, but yeah, I think as time goes, by, <laughs> as time goes by, you learn to love that person. I mean, you do, you develop love pretty quickly. So um, if it's the right person, so she meets this guy and she has two boys. Her husband left her, couple years ago and just basically disappeared like came home one day and decided he wanted to go follow his dreams and be uh an an actor an absent asshole father really (laughs) (laughs) yes so he's gone um 
And her boys are pretty young, so they don't necessarily miss him per se. But I think it's like they are, you know, they're around other people, so they want a dad, but they don't necessarily they miss, miss the their dad. Bigger. They miss the yeah. Like I don't think they ever really talk about their and I had to really think about that. Like they're two and four. They were really young when he when he or I think they were two and four when he left. Now they're four and six. So it's like think about it. They wouldn't necessarily remember him. But they do like the idea of a dad being around. Yeah. So they like him. They're really into sports um, because, you know, it's set in Texas and we all are, you know, grow, we grow up <laughs> like with football in our blood. So um, your her, football team you support. <laughs> I mean, I'm in I'm in Dallas. We always are supporting the Cowboys. But today is actually Super Bowl Sunday. Did you know that? No, I didn't. <laughs> I did. I gave I gave you the option to Saturday or Sunday. If I'd known it was. <laughs> oh no, we aren't. We aren't necessarily following no. it this year. But it is Super Bowl Sunday, and so um, the, it's like Super Bowl Sunday. Sorry, I'm sounding like such an ignorant London. Um, I honestly don't know who's even. Pl- I know uh, Tom Brady's playing because I my husband likes Tom Brady, but I don't. No, I'm sorry. Like I spend my free time writing. <laughs> Who are the teams? I don't know. I know I the know. Buccaneers, but that's all I know. I mean, I wouldn't even know the teams. We've got like me <laughs> this weekend over here. So, <laughs> so um, how, how did the bookish podcast turn into a sports podcast? <laughs> I don't know. So anyway, she meets she meets this guy, and they kind of fall in love, and he's very much like definitely you know, wanting yeah. to have like a family. He's almost 30. He's like, I'm ready to settle down, but she's almost 40. So it's a very different life for her because she has boys. She doesn't want to just bring some guy in and like have him disappear like her mm-hmm. husband did. So she has a lot of um, she's insecurities on that. Really? Yeah. Now I will say I did write Ruby as a plus size woman and I really tried. I'm hoping this came across in the book. I did not want her to not want to be with him because of her size. Like, I never really wanted her to go, well, he doesn't like me because I'm, you know, overweight or whatever. I never really tried to get that point across. So I'm really hoping that did not come through (laughs) as people read it. I think what came through was her insecurity about like herself, but like not that she looked bad, but more that she was, I don't know, it's sort of, God, it's like she sort of, but it's not just her size, it's also her age as well. And she's like, he's 29. Why does he want to be with me when he has all these big responsibilities and he doesn't, he doesn't even have a house. He lives with his dad kind of thing. So it's like, I think a lot of it is based on that. Like, that's how I, I really didn't want it to be. Yeah. I did not want it to be like a story about her trying to deal with her, her weight. So anyway, there's a lot of back and forth with them, I think, like, or not necessarily back and forth, but a lot of doubt on her part. Yeah. And she definitely has to overcome her own issues. And then eventually there's the happily ever after, which I think at the end, it's not necessarily a happily ever after. It's a happy for now. So, okay, maybe there I is, completely misread that, but I was thinking this is, yeah. Uh, well, there is an extended epilogue coming. That will be um, more of their story. But that will be after the third book, like at the very, very end. Because, I mean, when he started stepping up to the plate and being like, oh, my dates need to, like, you know, include the kids and stuff like that. That's when I was like, they're they're in it for the long haul. I was like, see, if you ruin this, I'm not going to (laughs) be happy. But he sounds perfect. (laughs) So It's weird. It's weird because, you know, in my mind, this was always Ruby's book. But mm. people just fell for Eli. Like, they totally I mean, have fallen for him. Fall? I fall into Eli. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Part of him is, like, I think, I, I don't know. Part of it was, like, if I were a single mom, which I'm obviously not. But if mm. I were, like, what would you want? And that's what you would want. Someone that was in it for the long haul, not somebody that's you know doesn't want to be around your kids or doesn't want to help or listeners about your insta love story remind people so, that love is still out there <laughs> not just in well, romance books this was a really long time ago so <laughs> um so we've been married 15 years and we met um on match but it was when match 
first started. Like, I don't even know how long it had been out. Um, I didn't know what... 15 years ago. I mean, dating apps wouldn't have really been around. No, it was not even an app. We didn't have apps back then. It was on a computer website. So... (laughs) Um, we didn't even have smartphones back then. So we had, um, I had a friend, I had a really bad breakup Mm. and I had a friend that said, Hey, um, there's this new thing called match and it's on a website and we put your picture up there and you can talk to guys. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to guys. (laughs) Like, I don't want to do this. And she's like, no, 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 no. Like you don't meet them. You just talk to them. And I was like, what is the point of this? So, um, anyway, she put my picture up and, um, it was like dating apps. Now I think you have like a lot of pictures or even videos. You didn't, you had one picture. (laughs) Like that was it. It was like a profile. (laughs) Um, there was, you didn't write anything. It was all questions Mm. that you answered. And, um, anyway, so I, I did like, I think maybe three months of like the worst first dates ever, like ever the worst first dates ever. And so I was just like, this is horrible. These people are horrible. (laughs) And so, um, so I had a really bad one where this guy was not who he said he was like at all. And I didn't, yes, I didn't actually end up going on the date because when I drove up and he got out of his car, I was like, that's not the right person. So I drove off. And I went home and I messaged because back then, like, (laughs) that's how you did it. So I messaged online, like I emailed my um, now husband and was like, I am done. I'm getting off this stupid site. This is ridiculous. I was like, this guy was a total liar. And he was like, well, how about we go out on one date? And I was like, oh, okay. So we went on one day. And my issue was that um, my husband had a son and I was not wanting to be a stepmom. Yeah. Um, it's my parents were commitment. They were. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's a huge commitment, mm-hmm. and um, and there's also baggage, and there's an ex-wife. You know, there's all those pieces that you're like, oh, do I want to go through that? And I was 28, so I was like, still not really still. wanting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to go through all that, and so I said, I kept saying no, and then I finally said yes. And we literally, like, have not been apart since, like, every day almost. (laughs) I love that. And it was just sort of just love at first sight. It was was like, it was this feeling, and we both talk about it. Like, the minute we saw each other, like, we both knew there was something there. (laughs) I mean, it does kind of inspire my insta-love because I think... You can meet someone and feel a connection right away. I think, you know, Mm. when you meet them, like you have a feeling in your body, in your soul, something, there's something that pulls you together and you feel comfortable. I I call it, I felt like I was at home. Like I felt like with him, I was safe. I felt at home. And also, you know, how guys are a little different now, I think, because everything is at their fingertips on the phone. It's like, oh, if you're not working out, I'll just go to the next one. We didn't have that. Um, it's a bit like back then. has got talent. It's a talent show. It's sort of like I have five girls on the same time and then we'll choose the best ones. <laughs> yes. And like if one doesn't work out, there's four more in the back. It just yeah. wasn't like that, you know. Um, and I'm not saying that there weren't other options because I had gone on dates. He had gone on dates. But for us, it just worked. And so we've been together ever since. We've been together ever since. We have a daughter, and then my um, stepson is going to college next year. So it's been a long time. Wow, I love that. Um, So, yeah, so what sort of inspired your writing? I mean, I would say I like your Insta Love inspire. Was that more just, you know, the spark when you write with like perfect? No. um, That game. And (laughs) well, so. My writing in general started a long time ago. I would say a lot of it was um, relationship, bad relationship. Um, that, you know, I felt like there was a person. Okay, now they call it ghosting. But back then we didn't call it ghosting. We just were like, there's just back and forth. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like there was a lot of back and forth. Yeah. 
and it was years it wasn't like oh this is happening for a little it was like years and so um oh my god i just didn't from, have the patience with that well you know i was young and dumb so <laughs> i wouldn't either now <laughs> so back then i every time i would reach out to try to get closure it would start something up again if that makes sense mm-hmm. like it would start the back and forth again and i was like so done with that and so i decided to write the ending like the closure so um i had a bunch of stories and like binders and a couple years ago we are not binder in spirals we call them spirals Mm -hmm. journals something like that yeah no i know what yeah um and so they were in our attic when we moved um and i found them and i was like i am gonna take these stories and like read the you know i've got them all out and read them some of them were good some of them were pretty good some of them were crap so <laughs> I, love them- that. I love that you kept them and that you can kind of go back after read them as well because I feel like when you've read a story your instant I mean you might be completely different your instant reaction is this is terrible this is never <laughs> saying the light of day so if they've you know been hidden for a while and you take them out and you give them a read and and it was like, I mean, none of them were finished. They were all like beginnings, which is still how I write. I write the beginning of everything. I'm really good at the beginning. I'm not as great at the end. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I like, um, so I took them and I was like, oh, these are good. Well, then um, there was a movie that came out. It was a couple, while we were building our house here, we were living with family and we were living above the garage. So like in like a 250 square feet of yeah. a room. And so we did oh that for God. about nine nine or ten months and so it was a really long time how many children did you have with you no my daughter well my my daughter lived downstairs in a room she had her own bedroom there Mm -hmm. but we lived above the garage so um it was kind of awkward but um (laughs) but during that time I didn't have a lot to do so I read a lot and so I started reading romance there was this movie that came out and I can't think of what it was called um, but i mean i know it's going but it's sort of like what's the first what was what was the first romance book that you were reading that kind of sucked you in well originally it was the notebook i would say back then and then i started reading again and it was um it's a book called the perfect world and i don't even know who wrote it it's not like actually a romance <laughs> book because it doesn't have happily ever after it's called a perfect world yeah um and it was it was like, it didn't have a perfectly, it didn't have a happily ever after. And I was kind of like, wait, these people should be together. So I started looking for other books because of that. So then I found Candy Steiner and I read A Love Letter to Whiskey. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And so I was reading a lot of romance, like a lot, because again, we're living in 250 square feet. <laughs> so I was I like, that's the one thing about rooms and actually about your story. Perfect. You're writing perfect. Fit. It just literally takes you away, like takes you somewhere different. I mean, quite a lot of the themes in perfect fit seem, I don't know, quite mundane. Like she's giving her kids a bath or something like that. And it's just like, you know, just, normal life but you sort of feel like you're not in your own life which I thought yeah like you're transported but I was like oh my god is this like Texas I was like it's really (laughs) well and I think um, because I didn't yeah I think with um for me personally this is the thing okay so I started reading all this romance Mm. but I couldn't I was reading a lot of new what do you call new na is that what it's called new adult yeah yes okay well I'm 40 something like <laughs> now in a doesn't necessarily appeal to me anymore you know it's I mean very college so if you haven't read new adult it tends to be very college based it's sort of you reach upper YA and then you've got this bit sort of and yes. it kind of follows on from that yes and so and honestly like I didn't fall in love in college and like get my happily ever after Mm -hmm. so for me it made sense that I would look for something a little different so I started looking for romance that was older you know and um sometimes they call it seasoned but I mean I think that's weird to be in your 40s and be called seasoned so I'm like "Mm." I really don't like that that's a bit like (laughs) I don't know if you watch Bridgerton and it's like you go for your season and she's she's a seasoned old girl isn't she and it's like she's only 25 like like, season it sounds so rude (laughs) I'm like season to me is like 60 70 not 40 so I was like um okay well 
And so I started looking and literally I found two authors. I found LB Dunbar and I found May Wood. Mm. Both write characters that are in their 30s. Yeah. Um, some 40s, things like that. And so I was like, wow, there's some out there, but there's not a lot. Mm. So I started thinking, okay, if it's not out there, why don't I just write it? And so I started looking through my journals and I found a little bit of Ruby's story. It wasn't like complete. It didn't have names. It was just about this lady who met this guy at a ballpark. Yeah. And I thought, well, what if she's there with her kids? And she meets this guy and he just happens to be younger and and quite cute and quite into her. <laughs> <laughs> they fall for each other. So there's that. And that's that's kind of how it happened. And then, yeah, I mean, then you've got the whole series coming from that. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know why. So I started thinking, like, as I was writing, like, what if, wouldn't it be funny if, um his dad fell for her sister like if that you know like if it was like this kind of family saw that and I was like oh I wasn't expecting (laughs) this because I mean I've been very corrupted by lots of taboo romance and dark romance and I was like oh this is getting a bit taboo like this is exciting a little (laughs) I mean it isn't it's a kind of frisson of sort of saying just an interesting dynamic which I thought was really interesting so, yeah, I mean, it's, like, not completely tough, but she's 36 and he's 50. So it's not, like, crazy. Mm. But um, they both – she has some serious damage that I haven't let leak out yet. And so you'll see in the next book. She's 36, but she's actually probably maturity-wise, like – I would say 24, 25. So she's not necessarily what Ruby is at 36. Finding home. Finding home even, sorry. Yeah. So that is the story that is. So when um, Ruby and Eli meet, they're at the ballpark. And his best friend is like kind of a jerk, basically. (laughs) Well, and I mean, you say he's a jerk, but he gets sort of a drink spilled over him. And I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I feel, I feel like it sort of seemed like quite a normal reaction for a guy <laughs> in his 20s. I mean, guys in their 20s are douchebags, like by and large. So I was like, that makes sense. Yeah, I, I just think he's he's kind of a jerk. But um, in Finding Home, he gets his happily ever after. So um, you, didn't, you didn't dislike him that much. no i really liked him but he's a bit um more alpha than eli eli someone called him a cinnamon roll and i was like what does that mean like hot on the outside and gooey (laughs) and i was like i've never heard that (laughs) oh my god i'm gonna be using that for now on the cinnamon roll i was like that's so funny and then, um, but uh, Luis is more of an alpha. And so, and also what I like about Luis's story is I really incorporated a lot of my food. Um, he yeah. cooks a lot of food. And so, and he um, is Hispanic. So to me, it brought a lot of Hispanic culture into my book. Mm. And um, I grew up in Texas. So that's kind of what I'm immersed in. It's definitely a Hispanic culture, Hispanic food, like food definitely for me, mm. like had a, has a huge impact um on my you know on my life so i think just in general it's just it's part of texas i mean you know we were part of mexico before (laughs) we became texas so um for me it's just such a influence because it's just surrounds me on a daily basis and so in texas we definitely do um we take spanish so it and it starts pretty early so you know it's just part of our culture so for me so, to write yeah. it was kind of like a nod to the Hispanic cult. And for me, it was a nod to that, you know, culture that I grew up with. And so I'm trying to fight those stereotypes with what I write, like the silver fox and mm-hmm. the plus size and adding a little yeah. bit of different cultures and um, things like that. So, Which I think is good. But I think before, and before we move on to the next section, I'm just going to do a shout out to your newsletter. It will be... In the, in the blurb below this podcast um, and get an excellent uh, <laughs> recipe every week. Um, so last, well, I mean, the one I'm looking at at the moment is Chunky Monkey Oatmeal Muffins, which I did make and which were very oh, did good. You? And it's just so easy to make as well. 
like dangerously easy. <laughs> yeah, those are pretty simple. So it's funny though, because, um, you know, we have some friends on Instagram and stuff that we've met, authors we've met. And so it's funny because I feel like I'm sharing like part of what I grew up with, like my culture with you guys when I share it. And so it's always weird to like have other people and even people who get the newsletter, like they'll respond and be like, Oh, I made that banana bread. It was so good. Or I made whatever. And it was so good. Like, so um, this next week is um, black bean tacos. <laughs> oh, that sounds so good. I'm already you mentioned sort of a love letter to whiskey candy steiner and sort of like how you were reading all these books that kind of got you into writing romance and thinking i can do it so yeah do you just want to talk about some of your favorite books and i know you gave me um a list but so i i love candy steiner i would literally like read anything she writes like her poetry everything i love it um i like lb dunbar she writes older characters and i again have probably read every single book she's ever put <laughs> i'm one of those people like when i find an author i like i read everything on their list like everything oh are you God. like that Same. yeah read the people's backlist completely just go through yes yeah well, kennedy ryan is one of my absolute favorite hands down authors um she's really well known right now because um oprah has kind of latched on to queen move yeah um which is a good book i think that's the one she's most right now yes oprah but yeah so yes so oprah really has pushed her publicized her and so a lot of people know her from queen move but i was a kennedy ryan fan way before queen move (laughs) oh my god i knew her before she was cool um i'm sorry (laughs) so i found your first book that you read from um long shot i think it's long shot yeah no long shot yeah okay so i read long shot and i was like crap I've got to read more of this this author <laughs> so I read long shot and then she had a book called block shot and I don't think block shot was out yet I think it was like about to come out and so I read block shot and it is one of my absolute hands down favorite like I will fight anybody for that book boyfriend his name's Jared and oh my god <laughs> like I fell in love with him and like you're and she can an official claim <laughs> oh my gosh yes and so but she has um a character named banner morales mm. and she is amazing i love her um she's a plus size character too so there i just loved it and then i was like okay like these are really good but let me read some more because you know i'm gonna read the whole yeah. backlist so <laughs> she had a book that was called grip and I was like, the cover at the time, she's read on the cover since. The cover is not like, ooh, let me read this. Like, it's not really something I would normally read. It just was really the words and like a dark background. And I was like, eh, it didn't look good. The name grip didn't appeal to me. Yeah. I was like, um, no, but I read it. Mm. Oh, my God. I want to um, just describe grip to... I think they probably would have but if you just want to okay so grip is now a trilogy it's three books it is cliffhangery like but all books are out so it's not like you can't finish it so it's (laughs) really long great we need to get over this problem of cliffhangers I know I agree with you it's just hard whenever you read it and it's like another year for it to come out so they're all out so you can read them all so he it's basically kind of this relationship that happens for many years Um, it's a kind of upper class white girl who meets this rapper because her brother is into music. And so he is a rapper, this guy. And so he's best friends with her brother because her brother writes music and he, they both write music. Mm. So they meet when they're really, really young and they have a kiss on a Ferris wheel. And it's like so beautiful and amazing, but I don't really remember. It's been a while since I read. I don't remember why, but they split. They go different ways, and then eventually they come back together, but they're with other people. Mm. So they kind of have to find their way to each other, and they do. And then they get married. Of course, there's a happily ever after. But there's a third book about their marriage, which I love because it kind of shows that like just because you get married doesn't mean the rest of your life is happily ever after. And they go through a lot of turmoil. As a very single girl, you don't get married and you don't, your prince doesn't take you off into sunset. 
What are you, are you, you're popping, you're popping my dreams here. <laughs> no, unfortunately, it's not happily ever after. So um, it's really a good series because I love the fact that it progresses over like their lifetime together. And it's all she've just completed and it's, yeah. Yeah, actually, she just finished the, tri- she re-publi- re- recovered it, like did new covers, which I think are superb. And then she put it on audio and she did an extended epilogue. So she completely finished it. And it was really, the extended epilogue is so hot. Like, it's really, really good. Um, do you want to speak a little bit about sort of L.B. Dunbar and like her Silver Fox series? And <laughs> Okay, so she wrote, so I, I don't remember the first book I read of hers, to be 100% honest. I think it was Aftercare. So Aftercare, I think, was her like breakout book. It's weird when you talk to authors, like they all have a breakout book. Have you noticed that? Like, yeah. A book that like they consider to be like their breakout like they might have a back backlist of like five other books but then they're like and then I wrote blank and it took off does that is that like what you see and I think it's I don't know if you agree with this but I think it's quite reassuring as an author to sort of know that okay fine you have like invested anxiety blood sweat tears way too much money into (laughs) (laughs) into these books um but you've got that hope that it will like, you know, come together at some point. And so I read Aftercare, which is also part of that Silver Fox series, mm-hmm. but the Silver Fox series spun off from after from that from that Aftercare series. Yeah. So Aftercare is kind is a little series that she did of reti- which I think is funny because it's kind of what I'm writing next, is retired rock stars. These guys that were in a band and they're retired. And so I'm writing one that's a retired boy band. And so, <laughs> I mean, we're going to get on to you and your boy band. Do you actually do you want to talk about it? Because I mean, if if you if you're not already join these group recipe for romance, and you will or follow her on Instagram, you'll see her favorite boy bands. Do you want to tell? Do you want to tell our listeners um, who your favorite boy well, bands are? Well, yeah, my I mean, I like all of them, but um, <laughs> I grew up with New Kids on the Block for sure, which I know was before your time. But I think they were all before your time. <laughs> but <laughs> oh god, they're gonna, everyone's going to think I'm a baby now. I promise, I'm above the age of eighteen. <laughs> so yeah, but you're not my age. So <laughs> I grew up with New Kids on the Block. That's like my heart. It was my first concert. It was actually my last concert as well. I went and saw them as an adult. Oh, so. Um, like I just grew up with that and I thought, so I had, I have the story for Ruby. I had a story for P and then they have a third sister. Her name's Jade. And so that's why they're the gemstone sisters. Which and I so love. I think it's just such, it's, I don't know, it's quirky. It's always just nice. <laughs> <laughs> I love and stuff so, that interconnect and that link. So, yes. And so she's like, she's kind of the wild child and I wasn't sure I thought originally her story so Eli has two friends Luis and Dre and so originally I thought she would end up with Dre it would be like a second chance romance but um I don't know I started um seeing a lot of guys with boy band hair lately (laughs) like it's kind of taken me back and I'm like what if she fell in love with like an old boy band guy like what would happen if like but she wasn't like she was again she was young so she wasn't necessarily in love with the boy band but her sisters were in love with the boy band and so I thought to myself what would happen if she fell in love with this guy and like how would her sisters react when she brings home the boy band guy because I can only imagine like oh he didn't he's he used to be past this band I think they were (laughs) he's and uh, her sisters are just like oh my god yeah they're like in love with him and they're just like oh my god so that's what I'm writing for Jade's story she's gonna fall for the boy band guy but of course there's gonna be some issues like some serious issues (laughs) I think it's quite interesting because I mean obviously you've got like you know rock star romance and all that and um where people fall in love I mean the most recent one I think is BB Reed's sort of lilac where this girl falls in love with three or four different rock stars. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's different. <laughs> okay, fine. It's different. That was the first one that came to mind. You can see how filthy my mind is. Um, uh, but 
and it's quite interesting to have the dynamic of an older an older rock star like how he deals with maybe not necessarily being in the limelight and having adoring fans screaming at him every night yes so that's kind of what i'm writing while i'm finishing book two it's (laughs) taking me a while because it's a it's a um trope i don't like i don't like to read friends to lovers but that's what i'm writing (laughs) wait i'm gonna ask you about your upcoming stories are there any more books you want to talk about like discuss that or 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 oh well let me finish about lb dunbar real quick yeah so lb dunbar wrote the retired um the retired rockstar series and it was it's really good it's a good series um because it gives you a glimpse Mm -hmm. into the fact that um not everybody when they retire from fandom like what still wants the fandom you know they kind of want to be by themselves they don't necessarily want to be out there but then um then she spun that off so one of the characters married one of the old rock stars but this character has four brothers and they are the silver fox series and her last book is called silver biker it is so amazing like it's very emotional it has a trigger um they lost a child and so it's their story of how to get over that. And it's so, I mean, it's really, really, really good. It was such a good, well-written story. It was very emotional for me. Like I cried through the whole thing, but it's such a good story. She, she's just, she's a great storyteller. She's very underrated, very underrated. Oh, I know I need to, I saw you because when you gave me the list of books, I was like, I was like, okay, I can't read like all of them. I was like, I read a little bit of L.B. Dunbar and I was like, okay, for God's sake, B, I have deadlines. I've got podcasts. <laughs> but, now, but now you've given me this huge backlist to like read because her, her writing just kind of sucks sucks you in really and you're sort of so immersed in this story and you just... Yes. So I would start with, if you're ever going to start, I mean, I think that one's a good one, but yeah. Silver Brewer is like a lumberjack guy and he's like really <laughs> hot. So you might like that one. <laughs> Do you want, is it just a, what's the storyline to Silver Brewer? Oh, she's like a city girl and she wants to buy his mountain. He lives on a mountain and he's like, you're not buying my mountain. <laughs> and so he's basically like, if you stay here for one night, like I'll, you know, consider selling my mountain yeah. to you. And she's like, okay. And she kind of like does this whole, I'm going to rough it. And then they, I think it's like, they kind of like, she's like, I'm not living on a mountain with you. <laughs> you know, like she goes back to her city life. <laughs> and so she goes back to city life and it's basically him and her both having to like compromise and, mm. and figure out like, how can we be together? Even though you're the city girl and I'm the lumberjack. Lumberjack. <laughs> I love that. Just try and meet in the middle somehow. <laughs> I will definitely give that one a read. Um, is there any other authors you'd like to talk about before we? Who else on? did I put on my list? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's right. Um, right. So I mean, you put on M. Robson. Oh yeah. And then Megan Quinn. And I oh, of course, it. yeah. <laughs> of course, Megan Quinn. Have you read Megan Quinn? Yeah, no, I've read yeah. Me- I actually read Diary of a Bad Boy, and I was like, oh, you put it on. It's so good, isn't it? Such a good one, right? Because he has the Irish accent. I'm like, oh, God, it's so good. Um, like, I think it's a sort of, it's a thing that both Americans and Brits share is you know that idea of a hot irish guy with that yes (laughs) yes so my husband's um his heritage is irish so i'm like oh yes okay can totally get with this (laughs) and then um and then i love you saying to your husband like right come on you've got irish heritage bring out the accent (laughs) yes but he does great accents like I love um, Australian accents so at times I'll be like babe talk to me in Australian (laughs) talk dirty to me in Australian (laughs) (laughs) and then um, and I love Anne Robinson too she is uh, she writes a lot of mafia you would like her she writes dark and mafia (laughs) um And I have read some of that, you know, Dark is not necessarily my thing, but I do like Mafia books. So I I have read her Mafia books. And then um, I also love the Good Old Boy series. And now she's doing some rom-coms. So I like the fact that she writes a variety of things. In fact, she posted yesterday, like, I think 
she's written 30 books. So she has a big variety of books. Talking about your upcoming projects, um, like, so, I mean, I'd say your, I mean, your stories sort of obviously follow, like, different tropes and stuff, but, I mean, Perfect Fit was quite sweet and quite, like, it sort of, they do go through their angst and stuff like that, but it's definitely not what I would class as dark or anything like that. Oh, I, remember, no. I remember you telling us that someone had sort of, like, completely misconstrued a scene and it's just like, what? No, he's a cinnamon <laughs> roll, for God's sake. <laughs> yes. So I think um, I'm not a dark author. I'm never going to be a dark author. I'm not going to write dark. Like, that's mm. just not my thing. Um, maybe in my 20s, I could have done that. I think I think well, I can I do think, that. I think I think in your 20s, you're sort of you're just like the world is terrible it's like teenagers <laughs> but you're sort of like you've got suddenly got adult responsibilities and you're just like yeah no can't deal <laughs> yes so I agree <laughs> completely <laughs> um so for me personally like I like second chance romance that's what I like um I like interconnected what do you like series about second chance romance just out of interest that like people like your whole life can happen but you can come back and still be in love like mm-hmm. you know like and also the realities are when you're 20 maybe you're not necessarily ready for what the what life has in front of you but yeah. by the time you get to like 35 40 45 50 whatever like by the time you get older you're ready for the things that are important you know like th- mm-hmm. certain things are more important to you now than they were in your teens or 20s even in your 30s and so it's like being able to see that beyond the circumstances in life you still have a connection with someone have a sort of more balanced view and yeah and then also um I like interconnected series so that's what I'm writing because that's what I like to read um I like I family. Great. I think interconnected series. Great. I mean, that's why I'm really excited for the rest of the Gemstone Sisters because they sound like the way you characterize them. I mean, you said that like they've, they've all got different outlooks on life and it's sort of like, like the sisters who are really close and have like, what's it? Um, it's their, their Fridays where they meet up and they have like margaritas. They have Sister Rita night, yeah. yeah. Um, like they're so close, but they seem to just have such a different like, like out like experiences and everything. Yes, because they definitely have like different life experiences. So that's part of it. And I think a lot of that is um, like with my own life you know my siblings and stuff like we all kind of had different experiences for us too so I think that's kind of where that stems from that just because you come from the same family does not mean you turn out the same you know because <laughs> I'm um, really interested to like for the next um the next one to sort of I don't know if you're going to include it like have thoughts about Eli and like oh you mean like see them come back like yeah, see the see other them. characters no so see like Eli and then Ruby but from someone else's perspective like obviously they won't be the main characters in the story but they'll be like they'll they'll be there they'll, will they be there or will they um like- a little bit in this book more in Jade's because Jade mm-hmm. Jade's book Jade leaves and Jade comes back home and she's gonna have to be at home with them so you'll see more of them in Jade's book but Jade's book is a lot in the future so it's about five years in the future so you'll see Ruby and Eli and the boys a little bit older uh is Ruby going to have like more children or maybe oh (laughs) but so but with peace peace book is next isn't it yes so the right choice that's the title and you said earlier on that she's gone through a sort of a lot of trauma so there's quite a lot to unpack with her story can you yes. give us like any like tidbits about what, <laughs> what might be happening in her well I'm not gonna say exactly what happened but she definitely has a past that she doesn't even let other people in her family see like her sisters so she has some things that happened I mean everybody knows about it and you might have like 
yeah, seen a little bit in perfect fit yeah when they talk about a certain name and at the beginning and ruby's like what in the world is wrong with jade why is she talking about him kind yeah. of thing so uh, there is definitely some trauma there th- and um there's a a little uh things that she has to get over but she can get over them and then Bear is much older than everybody in the book. Like, he's kind of the father figure. But Bear has a secret that he's keeping, too. So we'll find out about that. interesting to see how it, like, plays out. Like, Eli's obviously his son, and it's just like... But no one knows. So, (laughs) yeah. And and honestly and truly, that book is... um, Another reason it's been hard for me is because um, Bear's secret is kind of medical so there's some medical stuff i've had to figure out like you know like things like that so there you know he's much older he has a different thing going on so part of that is figuring out the medical part of it and how am i going to keep that as a love story i'm so intrigued for p and bez book and just to see it's funny because as soon as people started doing reviews that was immediately what they said (laughs) where's p and bear's book but I haven't even put it up on pre-order, mainly because this last week um, I wanted to see how release went. I was not prepared for that at all. Like as an indie author, I, I don't know. I'm assuming most people know that an indie author pays for like everything. We don't have a publisher. So we pay for our cover. We pay for our editors. We pay for um, promo, any marketing, anything like that. Um, I just was not prepared for the hoopla i think like i don't know any other word to call it like (laughs) how much how much it kind of takes out of you really and just yes like Like you're on social media all day long literally from the time literally i woke up i think you text me i think it was like four o'clock in the morning and you had messaged me i'm like it's 4 a.m here and i just woke up because i forgot to do a newsletter i know and i felt so bad because i'm so (laughs) bad with time zones and i was just like i was talking with you and just thinking this is fine (laughs) but yeah it's like way early so sorry about that no it's okay it was four o'clock and i literally had just like popped up out of bed like oh my god I forgot to do a newsletter I forgot to send it out so I forgot it and so you know all of that falls on the indie author and you know I have a day job so it's not like I can just go oh well let me put all that to the side and work on my indie author work so you know I had to take the day off work I had to make sure I was available throughout the day for people because I mean there's messages from people all day long I don't know if you had that but I yeah did you get that too like I mean I still have it I feel really bad I've spent the whole weekend just writing really and I've sort of ignored people and yeah but you get like tons of messages like people asking you questions people wanting to to talk about your book um you know and you want to because they're new followers or new readers and so that you want to hear from them um bookstagrammers messaging you so it's a lot that first day like oh my gosh and you have to you know, and then people like, you know, your friends, like mm-hmm. your author friends messaging you, asking you questions. How's it going? Da-da. And I kind of at first was like, okay, so I know this sounds weird and maybe you might not understand it, but I felt like it was a wedding. Well, <laughs> like, I mean, I've never been for a wedding, but I can, <laughs> I can completely understand what you mean. It's because we spent so much time building up to this day and then suddenly it's happening. <laughs> and then it's also like, it's a wedding. It's one day in your marriage. Like, and that's what I try to tell people who, cause I have a friend who's getting married and I'm like, it's one day in your marriage. You've got a whole marriage mm-hmm. after this. Like it's one day. <laughs> Don't waste $50,000 on one day. You know, you've got the whole marriage to spend $50,000, you know, it's like, yeah, don't yeah. blow everything in one day. And so I kind of felt like that as I, as I got closer, I was like, Oh gosh, this is just one day. It's okay. Like after this, mm-hmm. I'm still going to have to publicize the book. I'm still going to have to push it, you know, things like that. Okay. I've still got to write book too things like how how did you how did you feel about the day just out of interest like did you I don't know I try and find the right way to word this without sounding awful um because I think like with me I'm now having to build a lot of the world in my second book (laughs) because I I think I didn't really go into depth in my first book because I was like this is going to be a massive plot I'm just going to you know delete all my social media and just be like this is not happening again so I just don't know if you had any or if you or if you were sort of setting out being like right I'm going to publish 
and this is going to be this is a commitment this is we're going to see where we go with this well okay so i approached this in general like indie author in general like yeah. as not one book like yeah i see it as um as a series like i already know the next series after jade and p like there's already another series coming you, i've already caught it us? can you tell us what the series is so it's four or three brothers um in book one and book two you're going to meet caroline which is their assistant p and yeah. ruby's assistant so she'll have a second chance romance uh, that will be book mm. four actually it's going to spin off it'll be book but the book excuse me book one in that mm. series and then um so it'll be caroline and she is going to be with um this guy named luca who you i don't think you've met in this book but you'll meet him in p's book and so um they're all retired ball players, like yeah. athletes. And so my thought is like, um, oh, and you met Saint in, um, in the book where he went to Vegas and he met Saint. So Saint I'm is so book two. by Saint. <laughs> Saint is book two and he's a mess. Yeah. And then... Um, I'm intrigued by Saint just because he seems so different from Eli. Like when I was reading their like interaction, I was just like, this doesn't like how are they friends like I know that like Eli's got this relationship going with um Ruby so he's obviously you know grown a bit more responsible wants to prove but like how the hell were they friends before like <laughs> in college they like lived next door and they like played ball together you know they just yeah. aren't the same kind of man they're very different humans but Saint is a mess and then they have a brother yes hot mess and then they have a brother named Xavier so um his name is going to be or his nickname will be x in the book and so it'll be um and his and his story is interesting it's going to be a cougar story too a reverse age gap too because i like the reverse age gap. Yeah. i mean what does your husband have to say about the cougar <laughs> um so he still hasn't read the book <laughs> I think he should like, do it. <laughs> he he will. Um, but you know, um, and right now to, I read on my phone. Audio, put it onto audio book. On my book, I would not do that. <laughs> get someone, get someone to record it. <laughs> no, I'm not doing. That. <laughs> not for him to read. <laughs> um, no. Although my sister did volunteer, she said she, if we if I ever did audio, she wants to be an audio the audio the narrator. Oh, that'd be really Ruby. good. Oh, that'd be really good. That'd be a bit like you know keeping it sisters and. <laughs> I'm like okay, we'll see. She has great plans for me. She's already decided I'm going to do book tours and all this stuff. I'm like chill, slow down. <laughs> oh, I love that. So, actually, that leads us on to say. So, do you want to say anything more about your upcoming stories or they're just they're all they're they're all in the gemstone universe that's the this year they'll all be in the gemstone universe so you will see ruby and eli and throughout the whole this whole year like and even in the next series you're gonna see them and so when's p's book coming out just to pull okay so again like it was a lot for me to work and do release. So um, I will probably do June because I'm not working in June. So, you know, I will probably do either a May, end of May, early June release. Probably May. Probably I mean, May. that's still quite a speedy turnaround. Oh, well, the book's almost done. So, I mean, I, I Ruby's book was done in November. I just was scared to publish. So... <laughs> are you happy you've published now though yes i am happy i published i am happy to have that one under the belt kind of thing and honestly i mean i think it did fairly well for a debut i mean I think it did really well i mean i think it did i mean i don't even know what i'm talking about but i think it did well no i mean it was all over people were downloading people were saying they really enjoyed it the reviews are good i have lots of reviews so i mean for me personally it's yeah. it's a success i mean Sorry. I want to know where do you want to be in five years' time? What's yours or your sister's five year plan? <laughs> What's our five year plan? Um, so I want to be a full time author in five years. I would like to be a full time author in three years. That's my plan. Oh, uh, I think you'll make it. I think we'll you'll see. 
Well, I think, I mean, sorry, I'm just stalking Perfect Fit right now. And you've got loads of reviews. And I think it's all too, it sounds like it's going really well. It's going well so far. I mean, so far, it's, it's again, it's kind of exceeded my expectations. I mean, the you know, a lot of people say they put their book out and it's like all their friends are buying it. Um, that's the benefit of not telling your friends in real life that you're writing a book because they're not buying it. <laughs> so when I look at those numbers, I know they're like real readers. They're not my friends in real life. So, so. you definitely, five years time, full-time author. Um, is it that's the goal. You, is it something that you've always wanted to be when you from like when you were little, or is it as always a um, dream? I don't know that it's something I always wanted necessarily. I have always wanted to publish a book, so I feel like that's like awesome that I did. Like I feel very proud of myself and have accomplished. You, have for you that. got the paperback copy yet? I didn't do a paperback because I want to put all three stories into one paperback and then have the extended epilogue of Ruby and Eli because they're going to go through some stuff in their marriage. It's not going to be perfect. So um, they're going to go through some things. (laughs) (laughs) So my plan is to take all three books and put them into one cop, one hardback Mm. and then, um, or not hardback, you know, like one uh, paperback one book. Yeah, so um, they're all pretty short. I mean, they're not like crazy because that's how I can release much quicker is they're a little bit shorter. Um, so when I finish, it'll be a big paper, like it'll be a thick one. But I yeah. think for me, like that's just, that's kind of the way I've always envisioned it was it was a, it was their, the Gemstone Sisters book. So it'll be like the Gemstone Sisters on the front. It won't be the perfect fit, the right choice the unwanted life satisfying wait what was the last one what's the last the unwanted life the unwanted life how did you come (laughs) up with your titles that's a good question um i originally ruby's book was called family man oh i like that and (laughs) um it works better i think it's so what happened was I got done and I was like, I don't know that I like family man. I don't know that I like this story because, and you're going to laugh, but it was because of the cover. I didn't like the way it looked on the cover. (laughs) And so I messaged my betas and I was like, I don't like the title anymore. And I was like the cover I hate. And they were like, okay, well let's come up with a new title. And they started throwing them out there and they were like, well, let's do stuff with a plus size. Let's do stuff with the cougar. Let's do like, they gave me a couple of different ones. And then I finally said, wait, what about the perfect fit? Because he fits into her life perfectly. And, you know, she's plus size. So it kind of plays on that. Mm. So it went well. Oh, that's pretty clever. And P's book was not the right choice either. It was called Burn. But um, again, I didn't like it on the cover. It didn't look good. So. But now you told us, Burn, oh, my God, you really are going to be flaring all the trauma (laughs) in that book, aren't you? (laughs) Yeah, just a little. (laughs) Um, so yeah, so you've just released, um, is there any advice you'd give anyone wanting to get into writing? Yes, I have a lot of advice. The perfect (laughs) person to go to because it's so, yeah, recent. Um, and maybe, I don't know, like, um, because I know your book, Little Doll, but I don't know your story with actually how you went and published it because we met after you put, like, right after you published, right? Like, right after. Right after. I feel like I do everything backwards. That's how I do things in life. I mean, like, just do everything backwards. <laughs> so, for so, me, yeah. I'm like, I have to know everything before I do something. And I went into this, like, I would say I got really serious about it last March. Um, yeah, like, during COVID shutdown, I was like, okay, well, I don't have anything else to do. I might as well write a little bit. So I started really getting serious, like in March or April, late March, early April. And I was like, started researching, like, how do I indie public? Like, how do I even do it? I mean, I didn't know. I was like, I okay. Well, I researched how to, and then I think the internet was just so useless when I sort of got into the bookstagram community. Then I was like, oh, I think I've got an idea of what to do. And so, yeah. And so I started, I started researching and for me, I'm one of those people, like, I can't just go, okay, well, I've done a little research and I'm going to put this book out. No, I was like, like, I tell you, it was done in November. So, um, I was like, I've got to really research how to do the, uh, sorry, my thing is, popping um, okay. How to do, um, 
the the publishing, how to do like an author bio. I didn't even know how to do that type of stuff. How to do, um, you know, what do I, how do I find an editor? How do I get a cover? How do I do all these things? And you're right. Once you figure out the bookstagram community, once you join a few Facebook groups, once you start talking to other people, you do learn a lot. And honestly, some of it is just trial and error because some things work for some people and not for other people. (laughs) Um, And a lot of it, and I know you can probably attest to this, depends on what you're writing. Like if you're writing dark, then you have to really market a different way than if you're writing cinnamon rolls. I mean, the realities are my audience is not your audience because we're not writing the same thing. So I just to go out there and is, I'm just wondering if you found it quite easy to market your book or no, not at all. No, I don't think any of this is easy. I don't think any of this is for someone looking to make a quick book because we both know that you're not going to make it. Um, like you're going to scrounge for a while to recover what you've invested because you're going to have to invest pretty heavily first. Um, and that was something, you know, my husband and I had to talk about. And um, because I mean, an editor's not cheap. Yeah. Marketing's not cheap. Covers aren't cheap. I mean, you can find some that are, you know, cheaper, but are they going to sell? Did you, um, you, cause I mean, I think you mentioned in our chat that you really recommended um, a marketing company. Is that something that you would say is useful? Yes, for me, because I I have a day job, so I'm not able to sit at my computer all day long and do social media part. Um, So for me, that helped because they were able to reach out to all those bloggers and Instagrammers and Facebook groups and all that and and do that part that I I honestly just didn't have time for. Yeah. Um, And so did I recoup that money yet? No. But was it worth the investment? I think so, because I am making money, right? I mean, not making money, but I am selling books and I am getting paid reads right now. Mm-hmm. And again, yeah. that was something that was a big deal. Do you go to KU or do you not do K? You know, do you go wide? Those are all things I didn't know anything about before, you know, <laughs> last year. I didn't know. I thought everyone had the option, you know, you didn't know until you start researching it. And then, um, you know, now it's a little bit different. Because now you've got to start talking about business. So it's like, you know, taxes and things like that. There's all these different pieces like, okay, how much money is too much to invest in this first book considering book two and three aren't out yet? Should I wait and start investing money? You know, it's like a lot yeah, of business type of decisions. I know. And it's, um, is there anything, God, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to um, like cast a negative light on release, but I'm just quite interested because I'm way too nosy. Is there anything that you would have done differently? Like, no, I don't think that's negative. Like, yeah, I think I think I was going to say is anything you regret. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> done differently makes sense. Honestly, <laughs> no. Truthful, I mean, true. Well, okay, yes, I do wish I would have book two ready. Like, and I was supposed to, but it really took me longer to um, write again because I don't love that trope. But, um, yeah. but also because once you do start releasing, it's a lot of work and it's not just a one day thing. Like we talked about a wedding, like you have to get prepared for the wedding. You have to do wedding dress shopping. You have to, you know, prepare what food you're going to have. You have to do all those pieces, do yeah. invitations, all that. And it's just the same for a book release you have to prep it you have to get everything organized with pr you have to do promo you've got events going on you're doing facebook takeovers you're doing all these pieces that are preparing you for that day so i feel like a lot of january was prep i mean yeah you didn't like i time to sort of focus on your book and writing yes so for me i wish book two were done so i could like feel like okay now i'm gonna book three um, because I couldn't put book two up as a pre-release because, or what do you call it? Pre-sale, pre-sale because, yeah. um, I don't have a blurb. <laughs> so I was like, I don't have a blurb for this, but, and on top of that, I also put out my novella. I put out finding yeah, home yeah. the week before. So, and I only got that out because the editor got it back so quickly. So I was able to put that out super quick and I had bought the cover way before and, and I didn't have to do a lot of it's promo for it. Cover. I, <laughs> have you read it? did you read it yeah yeah i did because <laughs> people are loving that um office scene i know that <laughs> office scene <laughs> so the the um 
for me, I think I kind of felt like I was putting out two books. <laughs> like, cause <laughs> I, I did. I was just amazed at, I was just like, bloody hell. Sure. I know. But so maybe that's another reason I'm exhausted is because I feel like I did two books in two weeks. So, um, but that one I had been planning on. Mm-hmm. Um, I already had the cover ready. So I really just had to upload it and get, you know, start you think, promoting you think, it. Um, releasing sort of essentially two books at the same time helped like your visibility and stuff like that. Do you think it was worth it or would you not just do it? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, it's a novella. I didn't technically release it. Like, it's not on Amazon or anything. Yeah, yeah it's with my newsletter. You get it free. Um, I think it helped a little truthfully. Mm. I do think it helped because it didn't feel like my debut was just by itself. I think it did bring in some readers beforehand, even though it was only a week. So then I'm thinking maybe if I would have done it, a month before I would have had a lot more new readers. I don't know. I do think it helped. I don't think it was anything. I don't think looking back, I shouldn't have done it. I think um, the only thing I would have changed was I would have had book two ready to ready to put out there. I mean, I kind of agree with you on that. Also the reason is because like you and I are readers that read backlist and that's why you should have book two ready. Yeah. And it's because you just want to keep on and you want to stay relevant as well. Is there anything else you might think of? Um, or you feel like you've covered everything that I can think of. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for coming to the PTA. Thank you for having me. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of the PTA with D-Lilac. I very much hope you enjoyed it, and I can't wait to announce next week's guest this weekend. As usual, please rate, review, and subscribe.